The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the money. The skies are sunny. The skies and are sunny. You are through. And old man recession, are you through? You certainly have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about Ukraine, of course. We're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about Social Security. We're going to talk about, you name it, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we just have a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we get going, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Why, thank you, Jack. I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if you are within five years of retirement or you are in the first five years of your retirement, then this show is designed for you because we think that that decade, that period is the single most important period of your entire financial life. And wow, do we we have a lot of stuff that could threaten your financial life right now with what's going on. We're going to get into it in just a moment, uh, but uh, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, I do want to talk with you about, uh, you know, we had this massive drawdown. The market went down, fell like a stone, and then on Thursday, it recovered from what the Dow was down 800 points and it, it came all the way back. And so is this the lull before the storm or is the storm over? Is it all uh, just a, a thing not to worry about anymore? We'll go over what our view of it is when we get into our first segment. Now, also this week, I want to talk with you about seven tips to manage your 401k. For most of you, your home is your probably your biggest asset and your 401k is your second biggest. So uh, managing that properly, we think is extremely important. So we want to give you seven tips, not one, not two, not even five. We're going to give you seven tips to manage your 401k. I love it. 
Yes, I love it too. Now, also this week, I want to talk with you, as we do every week, how to uh, maximize your social security benefits. Okay, so this is probably the most talked about topic that we have with our clients and prospective clients, of course, uh, and it is when and how and all of that kind of stuff when it comes to social security. So we'll have some questions and answers for you that will hopefully educate you and help you to make proper decisions in that area. Now, one of the things that we believe is there there are three main enemies to your financial well-being in our view. The first one is, of course, inflation. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. The second is taxes. And the third is bear markets. And uh, not necessarily in that order. Actually, I would put bear markets first. So we're going to talk about know thine enemy. All right. So we're going to talk about bear markets later on in the show to kind of educate you on what a bear market is so you can recognize the enemy and you can prepare yourself for that enemy should that enemy come. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would just stop right there. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. To hear you say that? makes me love you baby hey you know what i love you back baby <laughs> so do we stop right there no we don't we boldly go where no financial show has gone before and therefore at about 10 till we will have our estate tip of the week and this week uh, and that's where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy unwashed undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor and this week we're going to talk about something that uh, um, i was talking with a, a, a client the other day and they said that they wanted to co-sign a grandchild's student loan. And it made me think of, whoa, okay, so let's talk about that on the show. So we're going to give you four reasons not to co-sign a grandchild's student loan. Okay, there, it's not a good idea in our view, and we'll talk about that uh, in the last segment of the show. So I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's, uh, let's dive right in. Let's talk about what's going on. So, of course, in case you didn't know, uh, Vladimir Putin decided to pull the trigger on the invasion in Ukraine. And uh, one of, it, it's kind of interesting, the psychology of investors. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is that a company reports fantastic earnings and their stock goes down. And people say, well, why is that? How could it possibly be that this company came out and gave us, you know, these fantastic earnings and their stock price went down? Well, there's an expression that says that you, you buy on news, you sell on fact. And so that's what that's in reverse what, what uh, it looks like happened with the whole Ukraine situation. People were selling on the news, and then when it happened, they bought on the fact. So it's kind of the reverse psychology of that, but the same sentiment. So does that mean that it's all over with? Well, the thing that we have to remember is that we had structural systemic problems before this whole Ukraine thing came along. All this did was pour gas on the fire. So let's go back and let's review where we were before the Ukraine situation. And then let's talk about where, where we are in the whole process and what this Ukraine situation could do for us. So as you may recall, we were talking about we, our fearless forecast for this year was Dow 40,000. And we said that there were several things that could cause us not to get to that Dow 40,000. In fact, could make us head in the opposite direction. And one of them was what we said is a Federal Reserve policy mistake. And that is the biggest threat really to the economy and to the stock market and our investments, the Federal Reserve. They're, they're our best friend or our worst enemy in our view. So 
what they what we see is that they did make a policy mistake. What happened was that they thought that inflation was going to be transient and they said it's you know don't worry about it and it's going to pass but then it turns out that it didn't it it was what much worse than what they thought they waited way too long to get into the action so now we have a situation where inflation is running hot and the the antidote to that is to raise interest rates we saw Paul Volcker back in the 80s early 80s when we had the big uh, in, hyperinflation in our country and how he dealt with that so if we look at what Paul Volcker did, that's probably what uh, uh, Jerome Powell is going to have to do, which is to induce a recession so as to get the inflation out of the system. And what happened back in the early 80s was Volcker raised interest rates significantly. Many of you may remember, you know, CDs at 10% and mortgages at 16% and all of that kind of stuff. Why did they do that? They wanted to, to essentially put us into a recession and just get inflation, just wring it out of the system. And if inflation continues to heat up like that, then the Federal Reserve of today is going to probably need to do the same thing. And many of the uh, Federal Reserve uh, 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 people who are on the Federal Reserve are saying, we need nine interest rate rises this year. We need to go big. Well, that could cause a recession and it could bring with it a bear market. So you have that situation. Now you throw in the whole Ukraine situation, right? So now we have the invasion of Ukraine. Now, the possibilities there are that certainly oil prices, we've seen them skyrocket. We're seeing gas prices at the pump go up. Um, I heard an expert uh, in, in uh, the uh, oil business uh, on TV, his name escapes me at this moment, but he said that he wouldn't be surprised to see $9 at the, ga at the gas station for, uh, per gallon. So if that happens, then what, what does that mean about inflation? It's it's, it's, it's going to be exacerbated by this whole Ukraine and the, the war and the cutoff of all that stuff. So it's still a very, very risky situation. And uh, so we've had two good days. Do not take them for granted. You know, we've seen many times when the market bounces back, the S&P, the Dow, significantly in a bear market. And so we still are very, very... Uh, how shall I say? We feel this is a very dangerous situation and we feel that you should protect yourself. If you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, you should really be thinking about how do you protect your retirement if this turns into a big bad bear market? How do you fight inflation if, the, if, if it keeps going the way it is? What's the best investments that you can use to fight inflation with? So we want to go over all of those kinds of things with you. And there's several ways we can do that. One is we have some seminars on our, uh, that you can watch. They're virtual. And uh, the seminars basically are talking about how to uh, uh, plan for your retirement, either because you want to retire or because you're already retired. And we want to help you to do that, to plan for that. And we have a, a virtual seminar now that you can watch. And uh, it's on our website. It's rpoa.com. And on that, uh, in that seminar, we talk about fighting inflation. We talk about uh, how much risk should you take, do you, how to calculate if you have enough money to retire with. We talk about how to get income when you are retired. We talk about reducing your income taxes. We talk about when and how to take Social Security. So we have a lot of information that I think will benefit you on our, on, on our seminar. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can uh, you can uh, attend the seminar. Now, a lot of you don't want to do that or, or want to bypass that, should I say. Uh, and if you do want to do that, then that's fine. If you click on meet with an advisor, then you can sit down with one of our retirement planners. And uh, what we'll do for you is we'll build you a retirement plan. Uh, we'll do what we call a retirement cash flow plan, RCFP. 
And with the RCFP, what we do is we look at your sources of income, your expenses, and then we look at how much money you have, what tax bracket you're in. We look at your, your family situation, and we'll help you to build a comprehensive cash flow plan. And our view of retirement is that happiness is a positive cash flow. So we want to look at uh, that, and, and by virtue of that, we can determine what kind of a portfolio should you have? Uh, how much risk should you take? We can help you to determine if you can retire or not. We'll help you to determine if, uh, you know, what your income tax picture looks like and when and how you should take Social Security. And we'll tailor it to you and we'll do all of that for you at no charge or obligation. So if you uh, go through that process and you like what you see, that's fantastic. And if you don't, that is fine too. Either way, there's no charge, there's no obligation, and we will part friends. Okay, so go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, click on meet with an advisor or attend the seminar or, or better yet, do both. They're both available to you. So our website again is rpoa.com. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about seven tips to manage your 401k. Not three, not four, seven. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morave. Um, I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America, and uh, we are a, a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the absolutely most wonderful people in the entire universe, and that's people that are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon, and if that is you, then this show is designed for you. Um, our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, we podcast this show. We have video. In fact, I encourage you to subscribe to the show, get it delivered to you on your device. We have videos. We have articles all around achieving what we call your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play, have fun, enjoy, and uh, we want your money to last as long as you do, and we want you to have financial peace of mind. Is there anything wrong with any of those things? I think not. So I'm so glad you've tuned in. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. And, uh, you know, recently Financial Times, actually they did so two times, uh, named us one of the top 300 uh, uh, advisory firms. And while we're very, very flattered by that, I can tell you that without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd really be nowhere. So, so all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We are so appreciative. And again, if you're not a client, go to our website. Check us out. It's rpoa.com. We're going to talk about your 401k in this segment. And one of the things, you know, for most people that we work with, their 401k is a significant part of the assets that they have, uh, you know, that they're going to retire on. You know, there's a whole subset of people, Jack, that have no idea what that sound effect is at all. <laughs> in fact, I, I'm, I'm concerned that maybe half the people listening to this show do not know that that was a cash register. What the heck is that, a cash register? Now we're, we're going into cryptocurrency. You think they have cash registers with cryptocurrency? I think not. So anyway, let's talk about your 401ks and let's talk about uh, managing your 401k. And we're going to try to get through seven tips for you. The first one is contribute as much as they allow you to contribute. Okay. So contribute 15%, go 20% if you can. I mean, just do it. Keep in mind that if you do that, it's, it's, it, unless it's a Roth 401k, if it's a deductible kind, the government is subsidizing whatever tax bracket you're in. They're subsidizing a portion of the money you're putting in. You're getting a deduction for doing that. So it's like you're, you're getting a boost, a boost. <laughs> it's like a booster shot. No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, the second thing is don't stop contributing. 
okay? It doesn't matter what is going on. Just put a blindfold on and keep contributing to your 401k month after month after month after month. That's called dollar cost averaging. And dollar cost averaging over long terms has been shown in, in some studies to help out with regard to taking advantage of the ups and downs of the market. The third thing is to make sure that you collect the entire company match. At the very least, at the very least, make sure that you put in as much as it takes to have your company match it. Again, it's a hundred percent return on your money. If they match six percent, you put it, let's say that six percent and you put in six percent and they match it, you just got a hundred percent return on your money. Nobody can do that as well for you as that, not even me, and I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> Number four, if you have a Roth 401k, make sure you contribute to that one as well, but look at which one's better for you, okay? There's some decisions there as to whether a traditional 401k, which is deductible up front, versus the kind that is tax-free on the back end. There, there are some pluses and minuses to both. Your situation may be different, so you want to you examine both of those. Also, one of the things that, that I think is very important, and it's self-serving for me to say this, but that is that you don't do this by yourself. This is very, very important stuff, even though you may not think it. Get help with that. Talk to a professional. Have somebody look at the allocations. Look at your risk profile. See how many years you have before you retire. Looking at all that stuff so that you can make the right allocation decisions, okay? Because that's going to determine how much risk you're going to take. The other thing that you should look at is uh, don't take any loans, okay? 401ks have the, I guess, functionality, if you will, where you can take out a loan against your 401k uh, um, value. Don't do it. You, you have to pay it back, first of all. If you don't, it's going to be, a, there's a lot of complications, taxes, and you, you don't want all that. But most importantly, think of your 401k money that you're putting away for your retirement as sacrosanct. Okay, just don't touch it. Leave it there. And then when you retire, that's when you're going to need, you're going to use that. But in the meantime, if you take out loans against it, you're encumbering the future of your retirement. Not the very good idea in our opinion. And, and uh, number seven is look at the options you have before you roll over your IRA. Okay. So in most cases, we believe that rolling over your 401k into an IRA is a better option, but it isn't always. Depending on your age, you may you may need you want to have access to the money if you're not of a certain age. There are tax implications that may be better if you leave your money with your employer even though you have now retired. There are uh, flexibility that makes it better if you do roll it over into an IRA. There are estate tax con uh, considerations that may be better if you roll it over to an IRA. So there are pluses and minuses. You need to talk with a professional. Make sure you're, you're seeing all of those pluses and minuses before you make a decision to roll over your 401k. It's very important that you do that. And guess what? Let me think of who might be somebody you could talk to to help you with all of this. Hmm. Well, maybe it's us. Maybe Retirement Planners of America could help you with all of that. I think so. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. We have seminars coming up here on Social Security, 
making that those decisions. It's very complex. We also have a retirement planning uh, seminar that goes from what we believe to be soup to nuts. We have all kinds of uh, resources available to you on our website. So if you go there, you click, uh, you can uh, sign up to uh, uh, attend these virtual seminars, and we hope they'll help you. They'll educate you. Um, we have lots of uh, videos also on our strategies on uh, stra maximizing Social Security benefits. We have videos on. Uh, should you pay off your home? How much should you have in an emergency fund? We have lots of um, resources available to you to help you to plan out your retirement. So if you go to our website. I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank you. Well, you're very welcome, <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> and so if you go to our website, RPOA, you can avail yourself of all of that. Now, if you, if you're, once you're done educating yourself, you know, I think that it's still important for you to talk with a professional to help you to take all that knowledge you've got in your head now and help you to put it down into a plan. So if you click on meet with an advisor, we'll, we'll do that with you at no charge or obligation. We'll look at uh, your income tax picture. We'll look at your insurance picture, your Medicare picture, your social security picture, your estate planning picture, your investments, how much risk should you take? Can you retire? What should be your sources of income when you retire? Where should you get the money from? We want to do a soup to nuts view for you, and we want to do all of that for you at no charge or obligation. You like apples? How about them apples? All right, so go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Avail yourself of all of that. So we're going to take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about strategies to maximize your Social Security benefits. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. Ken Morafe, I am your host, and I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. That's what we do. And so we want to help you with your Social Security decisions. We want to help you with your retirement planning decisions. We want to help you with the whole gamut of stuff. And, you know, Forbes recently named us one of the uh, top 100 wealth advisors. And uh, while we're very flattered by that, we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. And so, you clients, we love you and we thank you. And if you're not a client, our website is rpoa.com. I encourage you to go there. Uh, you'll see that we have videos, we have articles, we have seminars, we have all kinds of resources. Um, and you can also subscribe to this show and have it podcasted to you, delivered to your device. So all is, well, is, is great there. And then the website, again, is rpoa.com. All right, this is the section, the part of the show where we talk about maximizing Social Security, and we go over your questions. So if you have questions regarding Social Security, uh, send them to me. My, my email address is ken at rpoa.com, and uh, I'll endeavor to answer your questions for you. All right, so let's uh, go with first question. Um, I filed for Social Security last December when I turned 62, but I'm still working and making around $60,000. As a result, I did not receive any benefits last year. Yes, that's true. What you have done is wrong. That's correct. It is wrong because they have the what they call the clawback, or what we call the clawback provision, where they take your money from him. They don't give you your Social Security if you make too much money. So, uh, he says, I decided to withdraw my application so I can be treated as if I never filed at all. Now, I called Social Security Administration on the phone and I was told that I would not have to repay any benefits I've received to do that. He said, uh, I made too much so I'll never receive any more benefits. I won't receive the benefits back. So I told him that I would have to pay back the amount so that I could cancel what I did. And he said, no, I don't. So what's the right answer here? 
Well, first of all, do not, and I say this with all due respect to the people that work the phones for Social Security, okay? So all you that are doing that, I, I, I'm not putting you down, but I'm just telling you, don't trust the people that are on the phone, okay? Just what I would do if I were you is file form SSA-521, okay? That's the, that's the form you put in if you want to cancel, you want to stop your Social Security benefits, and you want to pay them back. By the way, you can only do this for the first 12 months of starting to receive your benefits. Once that's passed, that debt, you can't do that anymore. So you can't do the do-over. But it's form SSA-521 and uh, go there, file that form, and let the system process it for you. Okay, they'll come back to you with an official calculation of the amount that needs to be repaid, which in your case should be zero. Uh, and so therefore, we and it's, uh, so, it's www.socialsecurity.gov or ssa.gov, either one. All right, let's go to another question. Do we have time? Yes. Okay, so I, have a, uh, I plan to continue working and delay my Social Security retirement benefit until age 70 so I can get the maximum delayed credits and get the highest amount. Um, I'll be covered under my employer's health care plan, and therefore I will not be required to sign up for Medicare Part B at age 65. However, I'm wondering if I shouldn't go ahead and sign up for Part A at 65 since there's no cost to me. Is there ever a time when it wouldn't make sense to go ahead and sign up for Part A? And the answer is there's, there's the only time it would not make sense to, to enroll in Part A is if your employer is contributing to a health care savings account and you're in a company that has more than 20 employees. Okay, So HSA contributions have to stop when you enroll, when you enroll with Medicare. So otherwise, Part A will probably provide more hospitalization benefits than you get with your employer plan. So the only time is to look at is if you have an HSA. Well, you know what? Uh, let me go over with that's, – that's a lot of stuff. Uh, Social Security is extremely complicated. I would encourage you not to do any of this stuff by yourself. Um, and the thing about Social Security is that once you've made these decisions, you have a year for a do-over. But once that year passes, they are permanent, and you cannot change them. So if you've made a mistake, you could leave thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table – and all because you didn't know. So talk with a professional. We have professionals. Our, our retirement planners are trained in Social Security. They take an annual test certification uh, on the Social Security and Medicare so that we can advise our clients. We can advise you as a prospective client potentially. Um, and so go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Click on Meet with an Advisor, and we'll sit down with you. Now, we don't want to only talk with you about Social Security because we can't operate in a vacuum. We need to know the whole picture so that we can fit Social Security inside of your retirement plan. It's all by itself. It, it, it's not a plan. And so we want to help you with cash flow, income taxes, insurance, Social Security, Medicare, estate planning. All of that is the picture that we want to put together for you. And if you like what you see and you want to work with us, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay, so take advantage oh, of it. thank you, Master. Well, you're very welcome, Jeannie. And it's all at no charge or obligation. So our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the next bear market and market crash. What should you do about it? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. Anyway, we are back. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And I am a... Thank you, Jack. And I am Senior Retirement Planner at Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which is so much fun. You know, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy 
helping people to either get to retirement or to have a successful retirement. If we can do that for them, I just believe that it's the reason why we were, I was put on this earth. It's, it's, I, uh, you know, if I have a talent, it's that, and I want to use it as much as possible. I want to, that's why I do this show to help as many people as I can to have a successful retirement. And we, that's what we want. So if you're over 50, retired, retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, you can podcast this show. You can attend our seminars. You can listen to, you can watch videos read articles. We have all kinds of resources available to you. And I encourage you to take full advantage of all of that. And, uh, you know, recently Inc. Magazine named us actually twice, one of the 5,000 fastest growing companies uh, in the United States. And... (laughs) Jack, wow. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that was me on my first day on the job. You know, I was really buff. I was in my 20s, showed up in my loincloth, they sent me home. You know, they just said, no, that's not the proper attire for financial advising. People just won't believe your credibility there. But I was like, I'm buff. Look at me. No, go home. Change. Anyway, um, and so I think one of the reasons why um, we, we've had the growth that we've had is because our philosophy of invest and protect, our philosophy that growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. We believe that that resonates with the people that we want to work with. And as I said, it's people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And I think you get it, right? We're not here to make you rich quick. We're here to keep you from becoming poor. And there's a huge difference. And I think you know what that difference is. So what can make you poor? Well, in our view, the three main enemies you have to your financial well-being are taxes, inflation, and bear markets. You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. I am, Duke. Very much so. And uh, in fact, I'd say I'm on a mission. Now, we're going to talk in this segment about the third one, bear markets. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I believe in is that if you want to succeed, you need to understand your opponent, your enemy, very, very well. And then it, that helps. So let's talk about bear markets and what they are. So essentially, a bear market is a drop in, let's say, the Dow or the S&P 500 index of 20% or more from the previous high. Okay, now this could happen on any of the indexes, the NASDAQ. It could also be a particular stock. You know, if Apple dropped by 20%, people would say that Apple's in a bear market. So that's what that is. Now, how often do they happen? The answer is they happen about every three years, and that's on average. Okay, that's going back to 1929. So there have been been 33 bear markets during the last 100 years, which is about three, uh, one every three years. The average drop, uh, and this is according to Ned Davis Research, and uh, they did this study in January of, of 2020. And the, the average drop in the market is 35.68%. So those are a bunch of people that are calculating what that means to them. So if you have a million dollars, it means you just lost 356800 bucks. That's what it means. If you have half a million, it means you just lost whatever half of that is. (laughs) And how long do these bear markets last? Well, on average, 299 days. Okay, so let's call that a year. So basically, the average bear market comes around every three years. It's a drop of 35% and it is a, and it lasts about a year. So these can be extremely painful. Now, the last one that we had that really was what I would call a long a long bear was in 2008, 
which of course was 13 years ago, 14 years ago almost. And so I think a lot of people have kind of discounted that. Ah, oh, those things don't happen anymore. We don't believe in those. You know, they're, they're, we had one in 2020 with the pandemic and it just came and went. And we barely saw it happen. You know what? Don't take it for granted. You take your enemy for granted and they will beat you. You know, I've, I'm a competitive tennis player, and I can tell you the times when I think I'm playing somebody that I know I can beat, and I go into that match thinking, ah, I'm not going to worry about it, that's when they beat me, okay? So no matter how good you are, if you're not on your game, you can get beaten. And so what we don't want is for that to happen to you. So bear markets are something to think about. Now, in our firm, we believe that it is the single most dangerous enemy you have to your financial well-being. Uh, and therefore, we have a strategy that we've built into our, our retirement planning uh, for our clients, and we call it invest and protect. So basically, we believe that, yes, you should buy quality investments. You should diversify. So you buy, and the next part is you hold. Holding, in our view, means you diversify. You rebalance on a quarterly basis or however often is, is appropriate. And so that's kind of maintaining it, buying and holding. But we think that's not enough. There should be a third thing in our view that you should do which is you should have a sell strategy as well you should have a cool i think so you should have a strategy that is designed to protect you from major losses because if you're retired and you're living on that money or if you are gonna retire within the next five years and you suddenly lose 35 percent of your money that can change all of your plans and we don't want that for you so our strategy is designed to help mitigate against that so again our website we have videos we have seminars we have all kinds of information about diversification about uh, determining how much risk is appropriate for you and then also how to protect what you've built you spent the last 20 30 years building it doesn't it make sense to protect it against something that can happen every three years and that can take away a third of your money does that not make sense to you I think it does so go to our website it's rpoa.com now, while you're there, as I said, you have lots of resources available to you. Uh, we have seminars on maximizing your Social Security benefits. So if you're in that zone where you're making that decision, that might help you. We have a seminar that kind of goes from A to Z, in our view, of uh, retirement planning, uh, from cash flow planning to when to take Social Security to how to fight inflation, how to reduce your income taxes, kind of a broad view of all of that. Now, if you want to go directly and you want to talk to one of our retirement planners, we're happy to do that. And uh, what we'll do is we'll visit with you. We'll build a plan with you and we'll do it. We'll, we'll, it'll custom be for you. And then what we'll do is we'll, if you like what you see and you want to work with us, fantastic. And if not, that's fine, too. We will put friends. would have been impressive. It is impressive. So take advantage of it. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And, uh, you know, recently, uh, incredibly flattering, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors, actually eight years in a row, which is uh, incredible to me. Um, and I think, you know, as I know that without our beloved clients, uh, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And if you're not a client, again, our website is rpoa.com and just check us out there. Uh, this is the part of the show where we normally talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. But this week I want to talk about, uh, something that you should not do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you four reasons why you shouldn't do it, 
which is to uh, co-sign a grandchild student loan. Now, I know you want to help them out with their with their education, and you want to do you want to do that, uh, and that's fine. But uh, there are reasons why you shouldn't. I want to go over with them, go over those with you rather. But before I do, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches and, you know, probate and all of that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. And we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. Now, this week, we're going to talk about four reasons you should not, I repeat, not co-sign a grandchild student loan. So let me go over those quickly with you. First of all, the first one is that the loan will show up on a on your credit report and uh, that can affect your ability to borrow money in the future. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is that any late payments by the aforementioned grandchild, if that's what's going to happen, uh, can trash your credit score and, and they'll come after you to collect it. You'll get calls, lawsuits, potential wage garnishments or liens on your bank accounts. That could all, The third reason not to do it is that if you take over the payments because your grandchild can't do it and you want to preserve your good credit, that could put a strain on your finances and can potentially harm your retirement. And then the fourth reason is that, you know, People who, uh, grandparents with student loans, are more likely than those that don't have any debt to say they've skipped prescription medicines, doctor's visits, dental care, because they could not afford them. You know, um, I remember years ago, I talked with a, 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 a lady who, was tell- who told me that uh, she was giving money to her grandchild to the point where she was not taking her meds. And by not taking her meds, she was putting her own health at risk. But she said, you know what? I, I'm, I don't care. I, I care more about my grandson than I do I, myself at this point. Well, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. So uh, if you do, now say, let's say you did do it. <laughs> oh, too late. Already did it. Okay, well, first thing is monitor your credit. Okay, just monitor, make sure you monitor it very carefully to make sure that there's no late payments, no nothing. Um, and then, as I mentioned, if, if it com- push comes to shove, then maybe you should take over the payments. Okay, Not a fun thing, but uh, if, you, if you can afford it, maybe you should. The other thing you can do is ask to be released. Okay, uh, Typically, co-signers can be dropped from the loan after they've made a certain uh, amount of payments. So maybe they paid in enough that now they've established their credit and now you can back out of it. The other thing is explore a settlement. Okay, you may, if, if these people are coming after you because the loan hasn't been paid and whatever else, then the next thing you can do is you can essentially negotiate a settlement with them and see if you can get rid of them for a lesser amount. And then as a very last terrible resort, you could declare bankruptcy and then <laughs> you won't have to pay it back after you've gone through the, the bankruptcy court. But all of these are... Maybe reasons why you should think twice before you co-sign the loan with your grandchild. Just give them the money or have them uh, go borrow it from somebody. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, don't co-sign the loan. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a new grandson. I'm thinking about these things myself. He's uh, four months old now. And, uh, you know, we're thinking we want him to go to college or at least have the money available for an education at some point. 
And so you start thinking about these things. Anyway, um, I want to tell you that if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, we have some seminars that I think you will want to attend. So these are virtual and they're free. They're no charge. Uh, You do have to register for it, of course. But at the seminar, we talk about the three worst enemies to your financial well-being, in our opinion. One is taxes. The other is inflation. And the other is bear markets. And in the seminar, we talk about all three of those. We talk about how to mitigate, if not eliminate those. We talk about uh, decisions on how and when you should take Social Security. We have five tips on reducing your income taxes, especially if you're over 50. Uh, we talk about Medicare. We talk about a lot of stuff, your insurance planning. Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Well, Dorothy, it's not too wonderful to be true. It is true. And uh, so the seminar is designed to help you to get an overview of what you should be thinking about and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we have lots of resources available to you on our website, rpoa.com, not the least of which is you can click on meet with an advisor and we'll sit down with you and we'll walk through building a retirement cash flow plan, a, a how you should invest plan, a social security plan. We'll put it all together for you at no charge or obligation. We want to help you, but we can only help you if you help us help you. So our website is rpoa.com, and uh, we'll look forward to meeting with you if we can. Ah, you know what? This show's over already. I can't believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate plan information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.